welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and welcome to the Real People, Real Talk podcast. Today's episode is all about thriving spiritually, thriving in your walk with the Lord, as I'm going to take a deep dive into the topic of worship. In this episode, I seek to answer primarily two questions. What is worship? I'm going to unpack and define that term. And question number two, why do we worship? And of course, I'm going to have God's word. I'm going to have scripture all throughout this episode. So here we go. Worship is focusing on God. It's the reverent devotion and allegiance and honor that's reserved for God and God alone. To worship means to ascribe the proper worth to. True worship is when we acknowledge God in everything that we do. To also acknowledge God and to acknowledge his power, his glory, and his splendor. If you were to say, what does worship look like? My response would be, the highest form of worship is obedience to God and obedience to his word. Worship can also look like serving, sharing the gospel, as well as spending time with the Lord in prayer and Bible study. You can also worship God through fasting, through your words and through your actions. And to worship is to recognize, to honor and to express the worthiness of God. Simply because God exists, he is both deserving and do all of the worship, the glory and the praise. Listen, my friend, it is a duty of every single believer to worship God. And digging a little bit deeper, worship can be done in private, just between you and the Lord. Worship can be done publicly in a public setting and with others like we do when we go to his house. Spending time with God daily is definitely an act of worship. And if you haven't developed that daily habit, I would highly suggest you to do so ASAP. Because there's nothing like spending time with the Lord in his face, at his feet, Worshiping, praying to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As I'm talking about worship and was preparing for this episode, for the sermon, for this message, I just got to thinking, I just want to give you some food for thought. What if all of us as Christians, what if we took time privately and consistently and took time personally to worship God throughout the week and really Sought after the face of God. I just wonder how much more powerful Sunday worship at church would be. And speaking of Sunday worship, what if we gathered each Sunday in faith and expectancy, ready to worship instead of coming to be entertained? If you leave a worship service and say, I got nothing out of that. You just maybe want to change your perspective because a worship service is not about, you know, you know, as, as a pastor and you come to a worship service. Yes, I want you to be spiritually fed. I want you to engage in, in worship. I get all of that. But your sole focus should be coming to lift up the name of Jesus. 
Your focus should be coming to give God the praise and the worship, whether they read your favorite scripture or not, whether they sing your favorite song or not. Worship is all about God. I have a sneaky suspicion. Could it be that our corporate worship experience often dissatisfies us simply because we don't really take time to worship him privately and constantly throughout the week? But let me get off my soapbox. It's just my thoughts on the matter. But moving on, worship is so much more than the music that we sing. Worship is so much more than the things that we do on Sunday mornings at church. But worship, real worship, it's a lifestyle. It's something that we should do every single day of our lives. God created you to worship him, to worship him and to bring him glory. So do that. Psalms 95 verses 1 through 3. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is a great God. He is a great king above all gods. Come, let us bow down and worship and let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. So just one passage that I wanted to share with you from the Old Testament as it relates to worship. Now, let's move to the New Testament and see what the Apostle Paul said in his letter to the church at Rome. Romans chapter 12, the first two verses says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. So the Apostle Paul is telling us what worship is. Worship involves presenting our bodies to God. This is real people, real talk. Let's go there. In other words, worship includes pursuing purity and walking in holiness. Worship also involves a commitment to the will of God for our lives. In other words, obedience. God both desires and deserves all of you because he gave you all of him in the person of Jesus Christ on the cross that died for our sins. He wants all of you total commitment, total dedication, total devotion. Worship means to honor God, to obey him and to put him first place in all aspects of our lives. Taking a step further, we should worship God and we should honor him in our time in our money in our decision making. For example, as it relates to time, we should carve out time to consistently spend with Jesus. Once again, in worship, in prayer, in Bible study. As it relates to money, we should honor God in our finances by the giving of our tithes and our offerings to the local church and being generous as he leads us. I want you to note the transition and the evolution of worship. Let me break it down. In the Old Testament, God's people will worship by sacrificing animals. We no longer have to do that because Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the Son of God, died once and for all for our sins. Now we worship God by sacrificing ourselves. And here's what that means. 
we die to our flesh and we die to the improper desires and we offer ourselves completely to God in total surrender, thus making him the highest priority in our lives. In these verses in Romans 12, 1 and 2, we see the phrase renew your mind. And this speaks to the importance of Bible study as we should get into God's word until it gets into us, meaning that we should read God's word. We should study God's word and ultimately we should obey God's word. And that, my friend, is what worship is all about. Now, let's go back and let's explore another verse going back to the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter six, verse one. This is the prophet Isaiah talking. He says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Let's go somewhere. I like this passage because of the parallel and practical application. Isaiah is letting the reader know that in the year that the King Uzziah died, he saw the Lord. Let me dive deep and let me make it personal. Who or what needs to die in your life so you can really see God, experience God, and truly worship him? Is it a sin that you need to repent of? Is it a habit that you need to break? Is it a distraction that you need to address? Or maybe it's a person that you need to forgive or a person that you need to apologize to. Is there a person that you need to delete out of your life? Or is there a person that you need to decrease the time spent with them? And while I'm on this subject, let me say this. If a person does not allow you to bring them closer to Christ, but instead constantly takes you further away from Christ, then it's time, probably past time, but for you to put some distance between you and that person, walk in love, speak to them, pray for them. But you got to do what's best for you in your walk with the Lord. Let me ask you this. What idols in your life do you need to dethrone so you can place God back on that throne and worship him in spirit and in truth? Listen, my friend, I said all of that to say this. Nothing and no one should ever come between you and God. Nothing or no one should ever go above God as it relates to rank and importance in your life. So that was question number one, just kind of breaking down what is worship. Just want to reiterate. Yes, we go to worship services, but worship is so much more than the lyrics, more than the screen, more than the platform. But worship comes to obedience and pursuing after him. Question number two, why should we worship? And the better question is actually, why not worship? This question is so connected to a another one. And let's talk about the who that we worship. Simply put, God is worthy and he is deserving of your worship. That's why we worship. There's endless reasons to worship God, but I'm still going to give you a few. We worship in response to who God is and for all that he has done in our lives. We worship because of all that God has freely given to us, which includes love, mercy, grace, salvation, freedom, comfort, strength, and forgiveness, just to name a few. 
We worship God because we recognize that no other being, no other thing, no pursuit, no pleasure is worthy of the place that he inhabits on the throne of our lives. Through worship, we celebrate God's presence. We celebrate his power. We grow closer to him as he speaks to our hearts, speaks to our minds and make his home in our lives. It's when his will becomes our will that we are forever transformed. God is the object of our worship, meaning that he alone is worthy of worship. Worshiping God means crediting to him the absolute worth that he deserves. A biblical concept and view of worship involves praising God and giving him glory with our lips, with our lives, with our words, with our actions with our physical bodies and our hearts. Worship that pleases God is authentic and is offered with clean hands and a pure heart. So there's a connection between worship and holiness. For all that God has done in our lives, he is indeed worthy of and deserves our best praise, our best thanksgiving, and of course, our best worship. Worship is meant to be expressed. That's when we can just brag on God, praise him, honor him and thank him. As a matter of fact, feel free to pause this episode right now and give him glory. So let's take a look at another passage in the New Testament. We see in John chapter four, verses 20 through 24. This is Jesus talking to the woman at the well. Our father worship on this mountain. But you say that in Jerusalem is a place where people are to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor on Jerusalem will you worship the father. You worship what you don't know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is here when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. For the father is seeking such people to worship him. God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. He who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak am he. Jesus is letting us know that the geography and the location doesn't really matter when it comes to worship. What matters is the posture of your heart. And what matters is whom that you worship and that whom is God and that God alone. He is the one that's worthy of the worship. You can worship at home. You can worship in your car. You can worship at church, but just make sure that God is the object of your worship. Christ was in her midst and she still missed him. We have to be careful that we don't come to God's house, his house of worship. And still miss him. We must come to God's house with open hearts, with open minds, undistracted and prepared to express our praise and adoration to the Lord Almighty. More food for thought. But what if we place a higher priority and emphasis on our church worship experience? Like, in other words, instead of, you know, dragging in and coming in late and things like that. What if we just set the alarm clock a little bit earlier? 
We got up and spent, you know, some time with the Lord, singing to him, praising him, worship him, reading his word as we have done throughout the week. And then we, we make it to God's house on time and we come to engage and not be entertained. I just wonder what that worship moment, what that worship experience would be like. Now, of course, you know, from time to time, I understand that things happen. You're going to be late. But I just want to encourage you to give God your best because he deserves it. He gave you the best in the person of Jesus Christ. To truly worship God, we got to understand who he is and what he has done. And we do that through Bible study that we mentioned earlier. Thus meaning that we need God's word so that we can really know him and we can truly worship him in spirit and in truth. Worship is an expression of praise from the depths of our hearts toward a God who is understood through his word. Let me say that one more time. Worship is an expression of our praise from the depths of our hearts towards a God who is understood through his word. True worship is God centered. I know as people, sometimes we tend to get caught up in where we should worship and what music we should sing. And should we sing from the hymnal or should we have lyrics or how does, how does my worship look like to other people? Listen, focusing on these things will cause you to miss the main point, And that's Jesus. He tells us that true worshipers will worship God in spirit and in truth. If your attention isn't on God, then what you're doing is not worship. This means that we worship God from the heart, the way that God has designed. Let me say this once more. Worship is more than the music. It's more than the lyrics. It's more than the instruments. And it's not limited to just one act. You can worship God through communion, the Lord's Supper. You can worship God through praying, through reading the Bible, through giving, through serving, through evangelism. Spiritual disciplines are all a part of worship. And worship can be expressed in various ways um, through sitting, through kneeling, through lifting our hands and even clapping our hands. In any act of worship, there must be humility. As humility is all about acknowledging all that he has done and also acknowledging that all that we have and all that we are is a direct result of the goodness and grace of God. Once again, as I've said before, there's various ways that we can worship. I want you to hear this to sum it up. The highest form of worship is obedience. When you say and live out a yes to God and a yes to his word, to his will and to his way, and you live a life of obedience, that's when you're worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Don't let anyone or anything Get in the way of you giving God what he deserves. Don't let worship be a Sunday morning thing only, but let worship be an everyday thing in your life. Because it's all about living a lifestyle of worship. And listen, my friend, my prayer for you is that God will cultivate a deeper desire, a deeper hunger and thirst within you for you to worship him. And that you would intentionally and consistently carve out time to just be with him and to worship him. Amen. Amen. 
And that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope and pray that you have an amazing day or an amazing night, depending on when you're listening to this. Now, I want you to go be all that God has called you to be.